fantasy sports, news, analysis, and opinion. This is Key to the Game with Dex Dunford and Colby McKee. Welcome into episode 30 of Key to the Game Fantasy Sports Podcast. It's Wednesday, December 14th. We're in here on a Wednesday afternoon. Going to break down our Wednesday top five as always. I'm Colby McKee. Across the glass, it's Dex Dunford. Dex, how are we doing this Wednesday? I just smashed some McDonald's right before we came in here. Yeah. So if I have some like after meal burps in the microphone, I, I apologize. I do appreciate the barrier that we have uh, yeah. in studio this week, especially because, like you said, you, you crush some some McDicks, and uh, I'm hungry, so I'm going to be getting some food after this. But going to have a little bit of gas. You thinking? Well, I, you know, I wish I hadn't eaten it so fast. Okay. I, like I just went to town on that burger and fries, but. Well, you know what? I think we'll hold it together. I think you should be fine. Nice quick podcast for you today, so we'll get in and out in a flash. Like we mentioned, though, as always, our Wednesday top five, not Tuesday, not Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Going to break down our top quarterback, our top running back, excuse me, wide receiver, tight end, and defense heading into week 15 in the NFL. And this is the first week that I noticed today, and I mean, it's going to be on our TV schedules, but we got a Saturday game, a Saturday night game. I think it's at 6.30 Mountain Time, I want to say. 6.25. Okay, so we get to the extra five minutes there. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be an interesting one there. Miami and New York Jets. Um, the reason I find that intriguing is I like the Miami defense this week. It was one of my, my sought-after uh, you know, top five picks for defense. Um, you like Ajayi, obviously. Yep. And uh, there's, some, there's some interesting options there. Probably nobody from the Jets, I would say. No, the Jets don't really excite me right now, and it looks like Vegas has got it as a pretty low-scoring game. Uh, I like to try and avoid those low-scoring games unless I'm going to stack maybe a defense and a running back on FanDuel. But yeah, uh, nobody from the Jets excites me. Like you said, Miami defense is looking like they're in a good spot for this week uh, if you're going to be playing that full slate on FanDuel. Um, And yeah, I I like Ajayi, but I don't know if I'm excited enough about him to force myself to play him, play him in that slate. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole different slate, like you mentioned. I think the Jets are still rocking Bryce Petty, their quarterback, too, for the whole year, the rest of this year, at least. So uh, interesting matchup there for the Miami Dolphins defense. If you are playing, I guess it's a Thursday, you have your option for the Saturday. You have the Thursday through Saturday. There's a Thursday through Monday and there's a Saturday and early Sunday slate. So there's, I guess there's three options for you there on FanDuel if you're going to attempt to p- pick players from that game. So uh, we will transition now to our Wednesday Top 5. I'm going to let you start this week, Dex. Who's the quarterback you've got your eye on? This is We're talking cash games. We're talking 50-50 games probably, right? Uh, I think you can use him in both. Okay. Uh, he was very popular in cash games a few weeks back, and he's kind of fallen out of favor with FanDuel players. But I like Marcus Mariota. Okay. Um, Kansas City has been giving up some yards, and there's probably no hotter offense in the NFL right now than Tennessee. I mean, last week they only put up 13 points, but keep in mind that's against the Denver defense, best defense in the league. You know, I I think a lot of people with their short-term memories, uh, fantasy football-wise, will be kind of off of some of those offensive players, especially Mariota, who, you know, didn't put up a lot of points last week, but neither did a lot of quarterbacks, so I don't know if you can hold that against him. Uh, I I think Mariota, you know, if he picks up right where he left off prior to that Denver game, I mean, he had a bye week and then the Denver game, so he's got two weeks now where he's kind of hasn't performed, put up big numbers, because he either wasn't playing or he's playing against Denver. But prior to that, 
he was lighting it up. He was super popular for cash game plays. He was putting up huge points, hitting value. I think this is the week where he picks right back up and, and carries that on. So And he's he's had that consistency, like you mentioned, prior to the Denver game. He was on that five, six-week stretch where he was probably the hottest quarterback in football, uh, arguably. So you're right. He's got that track record. He's definitely among the top six, top eight quarterbacks in the league, uh, both this season and this week, I'd say. I mean, it's a pretty nice matchup, like you said, with KC. And, I mean, you're you're struggling in your season long because we're talking, you know, playoffs now. You're dealing with Carr, the potential of starting Carr or starting Mariota. So, obviously, this pick, you're, you're probably leaning Mariota over Carr this week. Yeah, I had Carr in until this morning, and I thought, you know what? I think I just like this matchup for Mariota better. Um, he carried me, basically, to the playoffs when Carr got his bye week. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride Mariota and uh, and see if it works out. Hopefully it does. I, I think he's got a pretty nice matchup against Kansas City, who is good defensively, but they do have some holes. Carr going up against San Diego this week, is that correct? I think that's the Oakland-San yeah. Diego game. So um, that's an interesting pick. I mean, I, I like Carr. I, I do like that San Diego matchup, personally. Um, but, I mean, Mariota's going to be a good pick as well there for you. So my Wednesday top five quarterback is going to be Kirk Cousins. So this is another one going into that Monday slate. This is the Monday night game against Carolina. So if you're playing a Monday slate, I definitely recommend Kirk Cousins. He's the number four quarterback on ESPN this year. Uh, he's picking it up. He's facing uh, you know, a Carolina defense that gives up big plays, two receivers. And we talked about Washington's offense you know, for many weeks now in terms of just that, that, that spread offense and so many variables uh, to throw to. You got your Garcon, you got your Crowder, you got Jordan Reed who came back after his, you know, his separation there. Um, didn't look good, but you know, hopefully that, you know, it continues and, and he can heal up as best he can heading into this week. But just so much, you know, so much variables on that Washington offense. Spread out Carolina's defense, take them deep, you know, get to Deshaun Jackson deep like he did it last week against Philadelphia. I like Cousins to throw the ball around a lot. Get you some, you, definitely your 300 yards passing, hopefully a couple touchdowns, and maybe he can limit himself to a, a pick or so. So I like Cousins a lot this week. Moving on to running back. I just want to quickly mention Tyrod Taylor. I mean, facing Cleveland as well, I think he might be highly popular just because of the, the opponent and the, the fact that, you know, he... He's shown flashes, but it's very inconsistent flashes. But I think for this week, you might have to pay down at quarterback, just like last week, to afford everybody that you want, uh, both running back and wide receiver-wise. So Ty, Ty God is probably a cheaper option for you, uh, right around that $7,500 range, to afford guys, which we'll get to later on. So Another The option. only thing that concerns me about Tyrod Taylor is there's rumblings that they want to get Cardell Jones in there. Now, it looks like that might not happen this week. Not this week. But who knows? If if he starts slow, you're right. If he starts slow or throws a pick, I mean, they're playing the Browns. It should be a blowout. And if it turns into, you know, a too close of a game, that doesn't bode well for Tyrod Taylor to stay in that entire game. So that's the only thing that concerns me about him. And the weather is the other thing. Yeah. They could end up running it quite a bit. In Buffalo, that's right. Yeah. So if... If it's snowy and ugly, then they might, you know, get rid of that throwing game, which Tyrod can run it, but I think that would lead more into LaShawn McCoy being the guy to, to take from that game. I think he's definitely, now we'll, now we'll transition to running backs. Shady McCoy has definitely got to be one of your top three backs, I'd say, this week, top four backs. Oh, I, w- I for sure would agree that the, the clear-cut <laughs> top three are Le'Veon Bell, yeah. 
uh, David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy. So Definitely great choice. I'm going to go with the less obvious pick because, I mean, anybody can look at those three and know that they're they're good running backs. So my running back pick for this week is Devonta Freeman. Okay. Against San Francisco and in a very high-powered offense, he catches the ball, he does everything. It looks like it's going to be a high-scoring game slash a blowout, which is the only thing that concerns me. If it does turn into too much of a blowout, will they sit their starters? Um, that's the one thing that concerns me about Devonta Freeman, but otherwise I think he's got a fantastic matchup. And uh, and you know what? It might not be a blowout because Atlanta doesn't have a great defense, and San Francisco can very quickly put up points on you. I mean, they're not a really talented offense, but they can sneakily get a couple points on you. And Atlanta has let too many games slip away where they've been ahead. And, you know, maybe that maybe that's kind of the situation where they give up a late touchdown and they keep their foot on the gas this week. Hopefully they do. And hopefully Devonta Freeman has a great week and makes that pick well worth it. And maybe Julio might not play this week. They might rest him again. Maybe Mohamed Sanu doesn't play. So then you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at increased workload potentially in the running game and using him as more of a pass catch, like you said before. That added value, both in FanDuel and season-long matchups, uh, makes Freeman a great pick. I love that. I love that a lot, actually. My running back uh, is a guy that, you know, he's been up there all year long and season-long. You had him probably in FanDuel. It's DeMarco Murray. I like DeMarco Murray this week. You like Mariota, the quarterback. I like his running back uh, against Kansas City. Uh, I like the fact that they rushed 42 times last week against Denver. Now, that's probably the matchup. That's the, the strategy you want to take against Denver. We talked about them being an elite you know, pass de- defense, but not so good against the run. So they definitely took that into consideration, and they rushed it 42 times, which is a crazy amount. He got 21 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. So that's a great game, very efficient game. For DeMarco Murray, he's got, you know, decent offensive linemen. They're above grade in pretty much every category. All the statistics guys, you'll find them out on on the interwebs. But they like Tennessee's offensive line. And the Chiefs themselves give the six six most yards to running backs at just over 100 per game. So running back one this week, definitely DeMarco is. And I feel like you could probably put him safely into your um, FanDuel lineups alongside one of the bigger names like Bell, like David Johnson like Shady McCoy. Yeah, I agree. I have DeMarco in my season-long league. I like the matchup this week. I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to hear that he's your pick. Makes me feel even more confident in playing him. Not that I would ever take him out in my season-long anyway. But you're right. It looks like the strategy this week, very much like last week, is going to be to pay up at running back, and then you're going to have to find your value plays elsewhere throughout the lineup. Uh, DeMarco Murray will be a nice guy to pair with Bell or Johnson or Murray, or sorry, McCoy. Uh... Yeah, I I think he's he's still he's still pricey, but he's he's not up there with those three guys. Uh, he's next step down. Yeah, so. he's not in the nines. You're right. Yeah. He's high eights, so save you a couple hundred bucks maybe. You're actually rocking both Murray's uh, in running back slots in your season long. Yeah, you've got Latavius and Demarco this week. So too many Murrays. What do you like about do you like what do you like about Latavius this week? Well, I think that San Diego matchup is pretty good. Okay. Um, San Diego does have a lot of takeaways through the air, so. Um, they might trust Latavius more with the ball this week just to kind of, you know, I, I, I think that Oakland is starting to realize that their high-powered offense is starting to slow down a little bit and they need to control the game script a little more. And I think if they can do that, then they can get back on their, their winning streak and, and you know, obviously carry it to the playoffs, which is the ultimate goal for them. Uh, not exactly a guaranteed thing at this point with the division that they're in. 
Right. But, uh, you know, they, they've got a very good chance to lock it down. I think the best way to do that, especially against San Diego, who can put up points really fast, Rivers, and, you know, he can make any receiver look like an all-star any given week. Uh, I think the the game script for Oakland to follow will be to run the ball with Murray. He's a very good running back. He's he's very efficient with his carries. Um, and San Diego just hasn't had a great defense this year in terms of stopping the yards. They get some takeaways, which makes them, you know, pretty relevant fantasy-wise good no matter who they're defense, playing. Yeah. But uh, in terms of actual real-life defense, in terms of stopping points from going on the board, they're not elite. They're pretty middle of the road, so... 100%. I mean, they're and they're going to be facing New England probably to the very end in terms of being one of the top seeds in the AFC. So that's another battle that they have to kind of keep up with the Patriots and that, uh, that you know, dynasty team just to, uh, to get a chance, a top seed. Uh, I, quickly, I want to add one more back. We talked about Melvin Gordon. We've seen the update today. Um, he's, he's likely missing this game against Oakland. So the next man up is Kenneth Farrow or Farrow. I got, we're going to go Farrow. I think it's Farrow. Yeah, I think it is. Kenneth Farrow out of San Diego. Um, he could be, like we talked about earlier in the year being, there was, you know, um, Spencer Ware and then there was Charkandrick West, Jaquiz Rogers, those cheaper running backs that were getting starting roles. I think his percentage, especially now it's, it's only Wednesday, so people have a chance to set their lineups for a Thursday through Monday slate. His percentages are probably super high, and he's going to have a, an excellent chance to have a good day. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got the matchup against Oakland, who gives up a, a whole bunch of yards, and if he's going to be the starter in that offense, uh, you got to think he's got a good opportunity to put up points, and, and I don't know what his price is on FanDuel, but it's got to be near minimum value. I want to quickly check that, because I actually... Didn't think about that this morning when I was doing some research. He's at six thousand, so that's a huge. That's jam- a huge discount from some of those top guys. A lot of savings there yeah. for you. Yeah, um, and I could, I would imagine on DraftKings he'll be even more highly owned because of that flex spot. The extra, so flex. you can still go with somebody like David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell and get Pharaoh in there as a flex person uh, and save a little bit of money down there. So. I mean, we were talking about this earlier too, but Ronnie Hillman, every, anytime your team misses an injury or, you know, gets an injury and then the next man up is, you know, a backup. It seems like Ronnie Hillman's on every team that needs a backup running back. He was with Minnesota, I feel like, earlier this year. Um, he's been with Denver. I mean, you mentioned Justin Forsett as another guy that kind of keeps bouncing around to teams that need yeah. running backs. Those two, same with this situation. Ronnie Hillman's with the Chargers now. Uh, albeit I didn't even realize it, and now they're talking potentially Pharaoh getting some carries split from Hill or with Hillman, excuse me. So um, that guy's always sneaking in there and taking the damn plays. Well, it's funny that you know that's just the way the NFL is, especially in the running back position where you know you they guys get injured so often, and and you need to fill in for a few weeks while somebody nurses an ankle or a hip or whatever. Uh, and then you just got these guys that seem to float around and, and never quite go to a practice squad because they're too good to be on a practice squad, but they're not quite good enough to be an everyday starter. So, you know, they they float around and they just fill in as the backup to the backup whenever they're needed or whatever. So, yeah, it's funny. But, I mean, that's a testament to probably how, I, I'm going to say how intelligent Ronnie Hillman is. Right. I'm sure he, the reason that him, and Nile Davis is another guy. True. He's floated around. He's been back with the Chiefs and Christine gone like Michael. three times this year. Kristen Michaels is another yeah. one. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, those guys, they're, the reason they probably float around like that is because they're known as being intelligent guys that can pick up a playbook and jump in pretty easily. True. Uh, rather than trying to pull somebody off the practice squad who's kind of an unknown variable. But yeah, it's funny to see, like, yeah, Ronnie Hillman and Justin Forsett always, wherever there's an injury, those guys just follow. And they just kind of, like, they give... You get so much hope, and then you realize, oh, you know, Hillman's going to get a couple pass catches. He's going to steal some yards and maybe vulture a touchdown from this guy that you feel like, oh, me, could be in for this one start, could be in for a really great breakout game in a, in a, in a spot start, excuse me. So that's frustrating for owners and I guess FanDuel guys alike. But uh, that price, he's going to be very hard to pass up there, is Kenneth Farrow. Uh, wide receiver wise, who are you looking at for wideouts this week? I like Mike Wallace. Oh, do you? And. You know, I'm trying to pick a cheaper wideout because we're talking about rostering all these expensive running backs this week. Um, obviously, there's some really great wideouts at the top of the FanDuel salary list if if you want to go with those guys. But, you know, I'm looking at people a little bit lower down in the pecking order. Um, he's still, you know, arguably a 1A, 1B kind of guy on, on the Ravens. Yep. And they're playing Philly, who has shown itself to be susceptible to the deep ball. Uh, Cousins got him last week, Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, they've been given. Philly was a good defense to start the season. They've kind of come back to earth. And Baltimore looks like they're kind of picking up for just in time for the playoffs. And, and last week, Joe Flacco was one of the top quarterbacks. Um, he Mike Wallace didn't have a huge game, but that's kind of because that team doesn't really have a set number one. It's, it, you're kind of gambling a little bit that Mike Wallace is going to be the guy this week, but I feel like he's going to be the guy. So that's one of my wideout picks for this week. I like that. No, I do. Um, Baltimore's offense is, I mean, there's they got a gluttony of running backs with Terrence West. Kenneth Dixon actually took a lot of uh, a lot of touches away from, from uh, West, excuse me, this week. So they got to go to the pass more. And, you know, Smith, Steve Smith is great for that intermediate stuff and, you know, right along the sidelines. But for your burner... You go Mike Wallace, and Mike Wallace is a good pick there, so I like that a lot. I'm going to go with a guy who is highly priced, but he's not crazy highly priced. I'm going to go Jordy Nelson, so he's slightly down from that tier. Now he's facing Chicago, and if you remember, this was, this was a Thursday night game we were at Boston Pizza for. The last time the Green Bay faced Chicago, they were at home. That was the one catch for nine yards game, the one that Devontae Adams had two touchdowns and was a monster for. So that was that was week seven. We're now week fifteen. So this has been eight weeks now. And since that time, he's averaged seven he's had seven touchdowns in seven games. So he's getting the touches. He's got a ton of receptions, lots of targets. Him and Adams are I mean, they're both great picks this week. I think just Jordy though, he's gonna make up for this um for his bad outing there at home. This is in Chicago this week. He's got twelve touchdowns on the year. I expect him to get another one this week going up against Chicago. I don't think he's going to have back-to-back games against this division rival. So my bet is on Jordy Nelson. I think he's around 7,800, I want to say. I'll quickly find that out for everyone. Um, but he's definitely not one of the higher-priced. Um, he's 7,700, and the highest wideout this week is 8,600. So you don't have to pay up significantly. Uh, you can still pay down for maybe a Mike Wallace as your second receiver, let's say, and, uh, and go from there that route. So Jordy Nelson, my pick there this week. I like it. Uh, I had him last week. He was he was awesome. Um, as a, you're right. Like some of these top tier guys. I mean, Mike Evans was pretty disappointing. Yes, he was back to back um, games. Uh, Des Bryant was disappointing. Oh, 
minus. He was a minus he on was ESPN. In, yeah, he was in the negatives with that right. fumble at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like Jordy OBJ, Nelson is just kind of – he had a good game. OBJ? Yeah. He had, yeah, he had a touchdown, right? Yeah. And four, a few like big a catches. Four for 94 game or something. Yeah. And then A.B., A.B. was pretty quiet because Lev Bell was Lev Bell scored show. everything, yeah. So, <laughs> so you're, those, those top guys weren't worth it last week. No. I got a, I don't have a great feeling about them this week. And you're right. Jordy Nelson has just been steady, putting up pretty solid points week in, week out. Why not pay down just a little bit? Go with Jordy Nelson as your top guy. And, and then you can pay up for these running backs that have been tearing it up for the last few weeks. He's got a very favorable schedule. I know we'll, we'll look ahead, obviously, but he's got at Chicago, home to Minnesota, at Detroit for the final three games here. So if you got him in your season long and maybe, you know, semifinals are this week, finals are next week. I don't, I guess the, some playoffs, like they're leaving the last week or so just to, you know, for, for shits and giggles. They're not having anybody... Uh, any of these guys play, right? So like, Yeah, I mean, like... Mo- they don't play the last week because it's Most not leagues starters. don't play the last week because star- so many starters get sat. Some, some leagues do, though. Some leagues do. So I guess maybe next week isn't a great matchup. But, I mean, and he had two touchdowns against Seattle this past week. Yeah. That's a tough defense. No doubt about it. Um, at home to Seattle. So I like Jordan Nelson. as your, Maybe your top wide out this week. Cheaper down a little bit. Tight end-wise. Uh, I think we're going to have an argument. Not an argument. We're going to have a discussion here because I think we've gone... Uh, Two tight ends on one team. No, I went with somebody else, oh, but I still disagree up. with you. You still disagree? Okay, well, yeah. maybe we'll bring it up after you say yours. But what do okay. you got this week at tight end? I got a Greg Olson. Okay, so you're going to pay up then this week. Yeah, I, I like that How matchup. How can you pay up this week? Because you're going to have Mike Wallace as your top wideout? I guess so. And it'll it'll definitely depend on who I'm putting into my running back slots. Like I said, I maybe haven't built any lineups. Yeah, I mean, that's that's possibility. Uh, but... Greg Olson, he's got a good matchup against Washington. This looks like it could be a very high-scoring game. Um, it's on the Monday night, so it won't be on your your Sunday slate if you're just playing that main slate. But uh, I think this one could turn into a fairly high-scoring game. Monday games tend to be higher-scoring, period. Uh, so that also bodes well. And, uh, yeah, Cam Newton kind of looks like maybe he found himself a little bit last week, and and hopefully they can put something together a couple weeks in a row. And... Yeah, I, I think Washington is also going to have a great game. So back and forth, back and forth. Who's the safety blanket? It's Greg Olson. Good choice. We've talked about him before. He's been very consistent. Um, probably outside of Travis Kelsey, one of the most reliable tight ends in the league uh, in a very volatile, very, very volatile position that I'm starting to hate more and more every week. I mentioned the decks this morning. I wish maybe there'll be a setting next year that you could just lump all these tight ends into the receiver category. And if you know, if you want to draft one as a wideout, draft one as a wideout. Because this whole, and maybe give a flex spot, like, I don't know, this whole tight end thing, th- these guys, your Olsons, your Reeds, your Gronks, they act as wideouts already. And they're like, you know, they're, they're just, they're beasts. And put them in as a, put them in, it kind of be a different uh, variable if you put them in with the wideout pool, kind of where they would go. Because, you know, even like in half PPR leagues for season long, I'm not sure, um, you know, if you're going to draft a Jordan Reed or or a Gronk higher than kind of your second tier wideouts. I don't know if that's a strategy, perhaps, but kind of far fetched. But I just I hate the the whole tight end this season. I'm hating all whole tight ends. I love it because I drafted Travis Kelsey because well, I'm a genius. That's good for you, everybody. Good if you drafted, you know, and that's why I guess FanDuel it doesn't allow you to, uh, you know, have remorse on your tight end. You can draft a new one every week. Yeah, exactly. You can pay up for Travis Kelsey every week if you want to. Um, so that's the beauty of it. So 
Sorry, I'm whining. That was, that was a bit of a whine. That was a bit of a whine. I guess I'm hangry. I'm pretty hangry right now. So <laughs> we'll try to finish this up before I sound like more of a baby. Tight end for me, you initially had Antonio Gates, and that's what I thought we we're going to have the conversation. You had Antonio Gates, but you switched out. My guy is Hunter Henry. I like the young Hunter Henry. Yes, he's very touchdown dependent. Completely touchdown dependent because he's had less than, he hasn't had more than 20 yards in, I don't know, like five weeks, six weeks. So, but he's getting the red zone touches. And I mean, you talked about Gates. They're trying to get him the touchdown record for tight ends. But I haven't seen Rivers throwing his way in quite some time. They're giving the red zone touches to Mr. Hunter Henry. And I don't think that's going to stop this week. I think they're going to be in the red zone a bunch against Oakland. And I think, uh, I think Henry's going to get himself at least a touchdown this week. So I'm going to cheat down a little bit, right around that $5,000 range. I'm going to save a little bit of my money, and I'm going to go Hunter Henry this week and, and pray to heavens that he gets a touchdown. See, that's the problem, is that you're hoping that, that he gets to a touchdown. You're hoping that he gets a touchdown, <laughs> and he's in the mix with everybody else. Let's say Gates isn't even on the field in the red zone. Okay. You've still got Terrell Williams. You've got Inman. Yeah. You've got Travis Benjamin if he's healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're competing with all of these guys for those red zone looks. Whereas Antonio Gates, he get, he got nine targets last week. Okay. Even if he doesn't get one into the end zone, let's say he catches four for 60 yards. That's nice. Yeah. At the tight end spot. You're right. No, completely. I mean, that's, that's consistent. That's a floor. Whereas you're (laughs) praying for a ceiling where, and your floor is rock bottom. So I guess, you know, there, and so there's, I guess, a different strategy at play here. If you're playing a GPP and you want a cheap tight end with a high ceiling, boom or bust, yes, Hunter Henry is your guy. Yeah. Go with Hunter Henry. If you're playing, you know, a GPP or a cash game, doesn't matter, but you, you're looking for somebody with a, with a steady floor who gets lots of targets, who has, you know, that high ceiling opportunity as well, then Antonio Gates is your guy. That that's definitely one way to view it, hundred percent. So, um, I'm not I'm not saying Hunter Henry is a bad pick, right? I'm saying if I were making a pick, I want that higher floor, maybe a lower ceiling, but a higher floor, and that'd be Antonio Gates. I I like Henry more than Martellus Bennett this week. Yeah, because Martellus Bennett's just kind of been disappointing ever going since that Denver. week. That's why that I'm trying to pivot off of him, even in my season long league. That's kind of what my whole discussion was today. Is like I I don't like. Uh, Martellus Bennett. Fedorowicz has a concussion, so he's kind of in that middle range as well. You had Lance Kendricks last week, and he was shitty. He was terrible. He had one catch. Yeah, but you know what? I still put up 145 can... points in my in that lineup because I, I everything else was good. Lance you... Kendricks let me down, but he was nice and cheap, and he let me build the rest of the lineup, and I cashed out on all of those. And you so. revolved around Bell. Yeah, it revolved around Le'Veon. Everybody Bell. had to have Bell last week. You had to have Bell and if you, you wanted to it. cash. I will give you that. I mean, we're just circling the wagon, but you, you called Bell. Um, D, we all thought DJ was going to hit value, and I mean, he had a good game, but he did not hit value, and Bell was insane. And I, I was kind of crapping on Bell um, heading into it. But To be fair, I went back and listened to that show, and, okay. you, and I just said the only reason that I like Bell is because of his high ownership. I wasn't oh. saying I think Bell's going to light it up. I said I think he has the opportunity High, to, owned. but I wasn't sitting here. So I, let's not hype it up too much. I wasn't sitting here like, oh, yeah, Bell's going for three TDs and 200 <laughs> yards. No. I, I, I said I, I like his ownership. I think he's going to be very highly owned. If he does great, awesome. He's in my lineup. Everybody else has him as well. I guess. If he doesn't do well, then I didn't really lose any ground on the rest of the pack. That was my philosophy. 
and I had an inkling that he might have a good game. He ended up having an incredible game, probably one of the best fantasy games of any player we've seen this year. Of the season, yeah. Um, so, you know, but I did get a little lucky in that call. Anytime you outscore a complete team's offense, you know you've done something well. Yeah. You have yourself a day good, sir. So, anyways, tight end, I'm going to go Hun- uh, Hunter Henry. You're going to go... Greg Olson. Greg Olson, so... Defense-wise, another position where you might have to pay up this week, depending on what slate you play on. Um, I know for my pick, I mean, we'll, we'll do your, yours first. Sorry. Okay, I had I actually like a lot of defenses the at lower, all values. You do. I, I like some of the top ones. I like some of the middle ones. Um, I'm going with the New York Giants. They looked incredible this past week. So good. I think they're legit. Uh, to shut down Dallas like that, the hottest offense. I mean, we're talking about two rookies who are in the MVP discussion. It's ridiculous. And Dez, who had one catch and then a fumble. Yeah, like, exactly. Shut him down too. They absolutely shut Jenkins down. Jenkins is unbelievable. Yeah. Maybe because we haven't seen him really on TV and on you know primetime games of those Giants, but you're right. They came to play, and they've got Dallas's number. Well, and let's remember that they, they had a new coaching staff as of the end of last year um, when McAdoo took over. Uh, obviously, he, he calls the offensive plays, but he would have installed his own coaching staff and, and a lot of new guys there. They would have been learning the new system this season. They had some new players, some big names back there. You just mentioned Jenkins. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul, he only made it back for the end of last season. Didn't even, and now, he didn't even play on, on Sunday night. They were missing JPP, and they still got to Dak, and it really yeah. bothered him too. They were missing some dudes on the defensive end, and they, they still shone. But right. I think we, I, the point I'm trying to make is I think we're not giving them enough credit so far. Up to the, I'm going to say now they've, they're getting all the credit they deserve. But up until last week, a lot of people are still humming and hawing, and I think they were thinking about the Giants of Week 1, Week 2, Week 3, Week 4, where they were giving up some bad plays and and their offense wasn't quite clicking. Well, now their offense is clicking. You got Odell Beckham Jr., who made the made the Dallas Cowboys look silly on that one touchdown. He absolutely torched them. That should have been dropped like fifty yards sooner. That was a oh, slant yeah. route that he just took to the house. And it's just because he was at a completely different level. He was elite going against just average defenders. That's what. That's how he made it look. Right. And that's probably how you can describe the situation. But, I mean, he just turned on a different gear, and there was no stopping him. And it was funny because the TV announcers had just been ripping him for dropping an easy pass. Well, you know what? I'm, if I'm a Giants fan or if I'm management, I'll take a couple drop passes from Odell Beckham because I know that he's the kind of guy who can catch a ball and then run it another 30 yards into the end zone without getting touched. Right. Like, that's the level of talent that he is. So I'll take a drop ball here and there for what he brings to the table. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. We're talking defense, The Giants' right? defense. <laughs> you know, they, they started the season a little rough, but you have to consider all of the factors involved. And now it looks like they're starting to click. Everything's coming together as planned. I mean, this is what they, they got these players, they got these new coaching staff to put together a defense like this. Right. That can hold teams down because they're, they're, they have some elite offensive weapons, but they don't have a great running game. They don't really have a set number one. I mean, Paul Perkins looked like he was the guy last week, but who knows? So, you know, they need a defense that can hold teams down and, and you know, hold the offense or hold it so that the offense only has to get, you know, two or three touchdowns and you can still win a game. And that's what they're doing. So I like the Giants this week, but again, I also like, I think the Packers have a decent matchup. Okay. Um the Seahawks, if you're playing that Thursday slate, that's a good one. They're like expensive. That. But uh, who are you looking at? 
I like Houston. I mean, I feel like I am keep going back to the well, facing off against the Jaguars, and maybe last week didn't quite go my way. But Houston, I like Houston's defense in general, still without J.J. Watt, obviously. But they've been, they've been quietly consistent. Um, they're not giving up super huge plays, both in the run and the pass game. Um, and they're, they're, just, they're getting turnovers, I think, is one of the bigger things. Alongside San Diego, they're forcing turnovers. That D-line is getting to quarterbacks, getting a lot of sacks and strip sacks and all that good stuff. So uh, I think another week of, of facing the Jaguars at home, um, I, I like Houston a lot. They're $5,000, so that's why I'm saying you might have to pay up a little bit. I mean, obviously, Buffalo's defense is going to be great against Cleveland as well. I, I feel like that's going to be another targeted, highly targeted matchup. Obviously, for obvious reasons, excuse me. So uh, those two I like. I mean, we talked about the Dolphins. If you're playing that Saturday, I like the Dolphins going up against the uh, the sputtering Jets offense. But uh, I think another another week for me personally where I probably have to pay up for defense and Houston would be the one I pay up for first. Yeah, and you know what? I think I'm going to go say of all weeks this season, this has been the one where I feel like there's a few defenses that I like. Every week okay. I go in and I'm like, I uh, like two or three defenses and uh and i'm usually pretty correct whether or not i actually roster them is a whole different story right but this week i'm looking and i've got well here's the here's the ones that i wrote down is the ones i like i got the cowboys packers vikings giants steelers and seahawks that's six that's six defenses that i that kind of jump off the page to me that i really want to roster and that's not to say that there aren't other defenses that are also have good matchups like houston um but those are the ones where I was like, I want to target these these six. And usually when I re- make my list every week for defenses, I have, like I said, two or three. So I kind of feel like there's a lot of different ways you can go with defenses this week, which is good because, it, again, if you're paying up at running back, you might have to save a couple hundred dollars somewhere in your lineup. And defense is always a good place to do that. Just quickly looking through the fan duel, at least for the Sunday slate, it's just, it's really surprising. And this is completely matchup driven. The fact that the Cincinnati Bengals defense was high 5,000, rating around 51, 52, and now they're down to 4,200 facing Pittsburgh at home. That's so surprising. I mean, it just shows you that that defense isn't really good. It was totally matchup dependent yeah. uh, going against Cleveland last week. And, and they just had an average week against Cleveland. Like, they, they did. didn't light it up. I had them in season long. I picked them up to stream. And I think they, had they, had a de- 14, they held them to 14 points, though, yeah. I think. I think they, they ended up putting up 10 points fantasy-wise, which is fine. That's okay. Yeah, they had nine, nine against uh, Cleveland there. So um, that was an interesting one there too. So I found um, exactly. So that is our our Wednesday top five. You did mention it already. Uh, our the Thursday nighter Rams and Seahawks. This is in L.A. I want to say, or is it in Seattle? I think it's back in Seattle. Back in Seattle. So this is the Rams' first game without head coach Jeff Fisher, who was fired earlier this week. Um, big time news out in the NFL. You're going to be rocking your. Your Sherman jersey to Boston Pizza tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be wearing my Richard Sherman jersey to on my Seahawks. Right? You got a toque? Uh, I've got a toque and a, and a ball cap, so we'll okay. we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow Maybe style-wise. Maybe you can lend me one that I could kind of fit in there as well. Not get <laughs> lice, of course, but... Uh, I don't have lice. No, I know, but sharing sharing does not mean caring in some types of uh, circles, so okay, can't share materials all the time. But anyways, so yeah, that'll be tomorrow night, Boston Pizza, here at Medicine Hat on Dunmore Road. Come join us. It's the second last Thursday, folks. Second last one before we give away our grand prize. So come down, win the weekly prize, then get yourself into next Thursday's 
uh, grand finale there at Boston Pizza. So looking forward to Thursday. Looking forward to Saturday night. Going to be watching some hockey and watching some football. And we'll talk more uh, hockey and basketball coming up here. I, I think we're going to do another Saturday podcast. We'll come in on the weekend. Yeah. Bang out another one for you fine folks. Thank you so much for downloading today. Finding us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to uh, our website, like we mentioned, keytothegame.com, for our fan duel and get in on some free plays, like we've mentioned each and every week. We've got the five free entries, multi-sport, so you get your chance at either NFL, NBA, or NHL. Take, you know, take, a, take your, uh, your pick at sports and, uh, and put some of this knowledge to good use. We've been talking, this is 30 episodes now. You'll probably gain a little bit of uh, education on fantasy sports, we hope, and uh, maybe you can beat us some weeks. Because we're definitely beatable because sometimes we make lineups like you've done a few weeks ago where it's like four guys made you four points. Like you just had complete. Well, and this and weekend. with me too, though. So. This weekend I was playing a GPP and I had uh, Melvin Gordon and Matt Forte. You know, so obviously not two highly owned you guys. Felt good, I was, though. I, well, I was like, I like their matchups and, and they won't be really highly owned, you know, because David Johnson's going to be very popular and Le'Veon Bell will be popular. And, uh, and. Turns out that I probably should have just gone with Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson because Melvin Gordon got injured and Matt Forte got injured and I think they put up a combined like point nine points or something. Right. So it was it was a rough week that that way. That was real tough. So anyways, find us, go to our website, keytothegame.com, get our five free fan duel entries on all of our articles and our podcasts. Let's get out of here. Dex, take us away. I'm gonna get out of here and I've already eaten. I'm going to go maybe drink a glass of water, feeling a little bloated right now. You go enjoy your lunchtime. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for downloading this episode of Key to the Game. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and visit keytothegame.com for past episodes and in-depth articles.